0: This is the San Francisco Experience with your host, Jim Hurley, Season 5, Episode 10, Gray Wolves, Predator or Victim? The gray wolf, one of America's iconic symbols of the Old West, and a conservation comeback success story, is to lose its endangered species status the Trump administration's Secretary of the Interior, David Bernhardt, made the announcement last week. So shouldn't we celebrate the fact that the gray wolf is no longer bordering on extinction in America and that its numbers are now so large that it no longer requires the protection of the Endangered Species Act? Not so fast, argue the conservationist. A six-fold increase in gray wolf population from less than 1,000 in the mid-1970s to 6,000 today, 45 years later, is not enough, they say. While the numbers are up, the genetic variety of the wolves' In that 6,000 population is somewhat limited, leaving the 6,000 wolves somewhat vulnerable to future disease and to climate change threats. And why is our wolf population stirring so much passion among friend and foe alike? In today's podcast, we'll share with you the complex love-hate relationship that the wolf has generated throughout history. The gray wolf roamed the North American continent from the Atlantic coast to the Pacific coast in colonial times, maintaining the delicate ecological balance between man, fauna, and flora. But as settlers filled the vast open spaces of America, starting in the 1600s, the wolf was targeted as a dangerous predator, both to livestock and to people. By the early 1970s, less than 1,000 wolves were left after they had been targeted by hunters, trappers, cattle ranchers, settlers, and pioneers among others. In California, the last wild wolf was caught and killed in 1924, about 150 miles northeast of San Francisco in the remote and mountainous Lassen County. In the 1990s, a pack of Canadian gray wolves were reintroduced to Yellowstone National Park to help rebalance the populations of bison, elk, and deer, which are all targets of the wolf. And those populations of bison, elk, and deer had been growing too fast and at an unchecked clip. So today the total gray wolf population numbers 6,000 throughout the United States, not just in Yellowstone, but Yellowstone obviously has become a major center for gray wolf population and gray wolf packs. And as a result... As a result of the conservation protection in the Endangered Species Act, the Yellowstone reintroduction project has been a great success. The wolves roam the wilderness areas of the northern Rockies, the upper Great Lake regions, and they've reached as far south as Oregon and even into California. A sole wolf entered California in 2014, and now a pack of 14 gray wolves has reestablished a presence in the historic Lassen, Plumas County region, where the very last wild wolf was trapped and killed in 1924. It's interesting how its ancestors, almost a hundred years later, have gravitated back. To that same region. But first, let's consider man's love hate relationship with the wolf. The wolf is a common sign, as a common icon of the peoples of Eurasia and North America. As a predator, it is strongly associated with danger, destruction, and even death. It is both a noble symbol of the warrior. On the one hand, but also a symbol of the devil, on the other hand. Wolves were often associated with witchcraft in both Northern Europe and Native American cultures. The big bad wolf, little red riding hood, even the word voluptuous derives from the Latin word for wolf, lupus, and speaks to the tempting and conniving She-Wolf. Even to this day, German names such as Wolfgang, Adolf, and Rudolf all derive from old German names for Wolf. And again, it underscores the love-hate relationship between man and wolf throughout history and even up to today. Even the very founding of Rome and the Roman Empire, the greatest empire in the history of the world, was based on the the mythology of founders Romulus and Remus, and Romulus were raised by a she-wolf, possessing quasi-human and divine power, and imbuing the two boys with superhuman qualities. The mythic basis of the wolf as predator, but warrior, is deeply etched into Western culture. The Endangered Species Act was enacted by President Nixon on December 28, 1973, to protect endangered or threatened species from becoming extinct. A committee was created under the law, and it's sometimes referred to as the God Squad, to review and to assess animal cases for endangered species status. The species was considered, must be considered to be endangered if it faced extinction throughout all or part of its territorial range. A threatened species is one that is likely to become endangered within the foreseeable future. Three different federal government departments administer the Endangered Species Act, namely the Department of the Interior, that handles endangered animals, the Department of Commerce, which focuses on marine mammals, and the Department of Agriculture, which focuses on plants. The Act facilitates species recovery in several ways. It makes it illegal to trade or transport such a species into, across, or out of the United States. It also provides that land necessary for the survival of a species is designated as critical habitat. So it's not only protecting the animal itself, it's also protecting its designated territory as a critical habitat, which is a very important part of the Act. And one of the reasons that, just given the very wide ranging roaming capability of the uh, gray wolf, its critical habitat extends for tens and tens of thousands of miles throughout North America. Enforcement of the Act is through civilian lawsuits, but once an animal species is designated as protected by the Endangered Species Act, there is no time limit as regards when that, spe- when that designation will be lifted. In the case of the gray wolf, they were on the list for 45 years, actually 46, And to be de-endangered, a five-person panel of experts must opine that the animal is no longer endangered. In the case of the gray wolf, the Obama administration tried to delist it in 2013, but they abandoned that plan due to very strong and vociferous Public opposition. Enter the Trump administration in 2017, and the administration revived the application and approved it just last week on a four out of five opinion from the Species Committee. Brenda Peterson, the author of Wolf Nation, takes us inside the the world of these top predators and the cultural war to save them. She compares the struggle to protect wolves as being similar to the abortion debate. The removal of protections in six Western states has led to the death of 3,000 wolves, in her opinion and by her count, And many wolf advocates happen to be women, she points out. Peterson was raised in Northern California, rural Plumas County, which is adjacent to Lassen, and into a family of hunters. The pro and con sides of the wolf debate are quite polarized, with both sides having a sense of righteousness about their cause. Ranchers and hunters were in the ascendant for a long time in terms of controlling gray wolves, and conservationists, on the other hand, have been on the rise. The anti-wolf and the pro-wolf camps are now two very distinct, polarized, opposing parties, Defenders of wildlife are actively lobbying on behalf of wolves. When asked why so many women are active in wolf recovery, she said, paraphrasing Hillary Clinton's famous quote, it takes a village to raise a child, she responded, it takes a pack, and women are really good at cooperating. That's according to Ms. Peterson. Amarok Weiss lives in San Francisco and is the West Coast advocate for the Center for Biological Diversity. Quote, My client is the wild wolf, she said. This will be the end of the recovery, according to Weiss, referring, of course, to the Trump administration rollback. There has been a trend in the Trump administration to roll back. Other environmental laws in deference to commercial interest. The rollback of the Endangered Species Act in this particular case is stirring a deep emotional reaction as the gray wolf is an emblem of the American wilderness. The gray wolf is a highly social and usually a fierce predator. It also looms large in the history of the Endangered Species Act as it was one of the first species in 1974 to be protected under the act. Removing that protection is seen as both a symbolic and a practical dismantling of this landmark conservationist legislation. The gray wolf sits with the bald eagle, the bison, and the bighorn sheep as early protectees Under the Act. But the wolf has also been a unique threat to humans, something the other designees have not been. Ranchers, in particular, have been concerned about the wolf's ability to poach cattle and sheep. In the West, cattle and sheep ranching is still a very big business. The California Cattlemen's Association a rancher's lobby group in Sacramento and Washington, D.C., has been quite vocal in support of the rollback in wolf protection. They cite five wolf attacks on cattle just in the last month alone. Their fear is that a wolf population left unchecked will end up becoming a much bigger threat to herds and, therefore, a threat to ranchers' livelihoods. Federal officials argue that the delisting is warranted and that after 45 years of protection, a six-fold increase in wolf numbers demonstrates that such protection, number one, was effective, but number two is no longer necessary. As a result of the rollback, the gray wolf will lose all protected status in the lower 48 states. As a result, each state will decide how to manage wolf populations, including whether to allow hunting and kills for livestock protection and at what numbers. California will continue to protect gray wolves, our state pack number's 14 currently, but wolves wander from state to state so it is an open-ended somewhat ineffective protection on the west coast the adjacent state of oregon north of california has a significant wolf population and that wolf population was in fact the uh, was in fact the origin of the california wolves that came here in 2014 Other states where there are significant wolf populations are Montana, which is northern Rockies, northern Minnesota, which is the northern Great Lakes, Wyoming, of course, which is where Yellowstone is located, and of course, Idaho as well. Conservation groups, including the Defenders of Wildlife and the Center of Biological Diversity, are vowing to mount a legal challenge to the Department of the Interior's action on the gray wolf. Previous efforts to remove the Grey Wolf from the endangered species list have been tied up in the courts based on the argument that wolves recovery has not gone far has not gone far enough along. And so the ability of the wolf to continue to stir deep emotions continues once again into the realm of conservation today and away from mythology. The sources for today's podcast include the San Francisco Chronicle, National Geographic, the Department of the Interior, and the Animal Law Center. This has been the San Francisco Experience with your host, Jim Hurley, signing off from San Francisco, America's favorite city.